I'm like, uh, I hear. Cookie, 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 cookie. I have a Girl Scout cookie. And it is the best. I just may have to go and eat the rest. I sold a cookie box <gasps> to an unspecting fox. It took them to its field and ate them with some Mrs. Fields. It was a cookie party. Cookie party. It was a cookie party. Cookie party. Copyright Sarah Silverman. It was a cookie, cookie party. Cookie party. It was a cookie party. Cookie party. And we're here today with Rated G. Hello. 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 Yay. The improvised Disney musical. Is that the right tagline? Uh, uh, <laughs> we, like, we like to call it the improvised family friendly musical. So from the mind of Walt Disney comes uh, Rated G. From the non-copyright <laughs> infringing minds of uh, Minneapolis improvisers. Yes, 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 yes. yes comes good save, Nathan. <laughs> yes. Did I just get you in legal trouble? Probably. You got yourself in legal trouble, son. No. We, can, we can say Disney. What? We can, no, Disney. No, Di- I mean, you could, you could say it. You just can't like stop make saying money it. off. Stop saying it. Put it on your poster. You know. <laughs> For what? Okay, it's worth. it rhymes with schnizny. Sh- we can That's say that. Somehow worse. Inspiration for our show rhymes with flimsy, but it is in no way flimsy. No, it's whimsy. It's whimsy. Yeah. Right. We we create Schmimsy. things on our own. Um, they are from our own unique minds and the help of our wonderful audience members, I would say. Uh, certainly no uh, mega conglomerate corporation has any pull over us, nor do we have any relation to them whatsoever. Oh, Somebody likes using a lot of words. Our inspiration is the heart of a child, but like... And we hold that heart in our hands. <laughs> Where are you going with and this, And we Sammy? speak to the heart, and we say, heart, speak to us. Never mind. <laughs> Kalima. Let's go around and uh, get names and voices associated with those names. Who's here in the room today? This is Kevin Albertson. How's it going? I'm very happy to be here. Uh, this is a familiar voice to some of you next at bat audiences. This is Philip Schramm. Not to be confused with Philip Simondet. You're uh, Philip. Philip, and that's Philip. That's right. I'm Sammy Haley. I'm so happy to be here now that I know what's going on. Um, I um, am probably the one who's snorting. Did they just bring you here in an unmarked van? What yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I just go places and do things. The life of Cher. <laughs> Hi, uh, I am Nathan Kelly. Uh, I am also, uh, I was on here with Phil once, Shram. And I am also in Rated G. I am uh, also one of the co-producers with... Me. Hi, I'm Aaron Kennedy. And I'm here today. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And next to me is... Oh, hey, what's up? Uh, My name's John. Uh, I do do keyboards and music for, for these guys. 
fantastic. He's our everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of us in the cast who there actually are, aren't here. There are 15 yeah. of us in the cast Holy total. Cow. But tragically, they could not be here today. I mean, there's no tragedy about it. <laughs> tragically, <laughs> their van was, didn't make it. We it are was, sharing mics as it is. So. It was mostly a, a fit in the room situation, but I can probably list all of them off. Ooh, can you without hurting anyone's feelings? Yeah, I can. Forget someone. I can. Don't forget um, So it is... Becky Hauser, Shanez Lennis, uh, Amanda Underwood, uh, uh, Joe Nactigal, uh, Sammy Haley, and myself, Aaron Kennedy. And then there's uh, Aaron Cook. We call him A-Aaron so that we don't mix him up with me, who is also a co-producer. We have Kevin Albertson. We have Philip Schramm. We have Nathan Kelly. We have Gregory Parks, Denzel Bellin. 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 Thank you. We have Justin Betancourt. We have Jeremy Barta. We have... I said Gregory Parks already. We said... We have... Uh, uh, give me a second. Oh. Ooh, feelings are being no, no hurt. Friendships are being broken. Hearts being torn. <laughs> Why well, I don't like that sound. That's making me more nervous. It's a clock. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, okay. I just forgot who I said and Did who I didn't Jeff? say. Jeff oh. Gillen, thank Jeff. you. Oh, there we go. And I think that is fifteen. It is. Good job. Wow. Okay. Wow. Thank you. It was the clock that was throwing me off, not Jeff. He's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, we did Captain Hook in as well, so don't don't feel like you're alone there. Thank you. Should have brought a list. I did a list before I came here to try to prepare because I had a feeling I was going to say everybody's name. You kind of volunteered that, though. Well, because I feel like it's important that everybody is known. Everyone. That's No, that's absolutely true. Fair and yeah. equal representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have three producers then now. Now we do, yes. Correct. And those were Aaron, Nate, and A.A. Ron? Yes. Yep. Uh, the show was originally uh, created and conceived by uh, Debs De- Holloway and yep. Dustin Brown. Yes, they moved to uh, to France, uh, and they they have gifted this show to us to maintain and and grow and nurture. And that's not a very common thing. A lot of times shows can just kind of live and die based on whether the producer wants to do more of it. Mm-hmm. So that's not a very common thing. I can only think of a couple groups that have passed mm-hmm. leadership on like that. Sure. What, what was that transition like? It was, well, I don't know exactly how to explain what the transition was like, but we know that it was transitioned because the show is important because there is not really a show like this in the Twin Cities improv community right now. It is family friendly and long form and musical. So we're combining all of these components together to create a show that reaches out to a broader audience. And we end up having a really great impact on the children and the families that come to the show. So we wanted to keep that going and keep this, uh, we wanted to keep this show available to those who may not be able to come and enjoy other long-form shows for word usage that isn't appropriate. Mm-hmm. 
And it's also, I think time is a good thing too. We are an early show we run earlier in the day. So if you have younger kids, you know, it's a great opportunity to bring them, but then you can also put them to bed at eight or nine or whenever kids go to sleep. And you don't really get that luxury with a lot of long form mm-hmm. shows. Um, and theater in general is like that. Even when you go see children's theater in the area, shows start at eight, go till 10, um, Kids get restless, and I think we're also kind of that perfect time frame for that show, too, is we're a 45-minute show, and that's really good for the attention span of, say, a nine-year-old mm-hmm. or me. I mean, that's what Walt Disney thought. He was like, let's just keep them <laughs> short. Let's keep the- <laughs> if I get a letter in the mail, I might actually cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll be so wonderfully written from the good people at, over at Disney, right? Oh, my Can gosh. Kevin, whose side are you on right, right now? <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're a DreamWorks inspired show. Oh my show. gosh. <laughs> um, who's somebody who's just not going to care because they need the blue sky We're a Peanuts movie. We can just say we're blue sky. Oh my gosh. We're produced by that same company that does those like off-brand, like who does Anastasia and the Swan Princess Oh, those are Miramax. All right, Owned by Disney. Oh, well. Really? Yep. Yeah, we're a stop animation group like Leica. So... We're produced by J.K. Rowling. Debs and Dustin, I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm trying so hard. When this gets translated into French, I hope you aren't upset. They both speak French now, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Debs always spoke French, right? Uh, <laughs> well, for people that have not seen Rated G, what does the show look like? How does it, how does it run? We have a few different openings that we can alternate between, depending on what sounds like it would be a good idea from the inspiration we get which is a title we have uh, a bunch of titles that we suggest kids write down i mean they they come up with the title i'm doing a poor job at explaining this they write down titles of a show that they would like to see titles to the kids to write down (laughs) we suggest that that they put in their suggestions (laughs) 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 then um based off of what it sounds like it could be maybe we'll open with a song maybe we'll open with uh, a narration or an audience address someone else help yeah. and then and then from there uh so after the opening we we basically then just do a 45 minute narrative show uh that is in the likes of some of your favorite fairy tales or stories that you grew up with mm-hmm. so we might have some magical adventure of of a bear who's just trying to find his family or we have other like Basic, a lot, sorry, those are words, but just a lot of different, like, imaginative stories that are basically reminiscent Mm -hmm. of musicals that you grew up with. Mm -hmm. Princes and princesses, uh, evil villains. um, Talking animals. Yeah. Unlikely companions. Yeah. Yeah, and we try to hit all of the major tropes of a narrative style like that. You know, we have... We often have a protagonist. We are often introduced to a villain. We often see that there is a journey that needs to be traveled on or a a journey of the mind. Uh, There's often a conflict or an obstacle that must be faced. And then, you know, there's there's generally a big conclusion uh, that ends with a hopefully happy ending. Mm -hmm. And music in between all of this. Yes, all the yeah. while we try to put in uh, at least four to five songs mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to go along with the story that's going on. Mm-hmm. 
with accompaniment by John Hilson. Are you, are you the only keyboardist for the show? Um, I did all the shows this run except for one. Remind me of the other keyboardist. Name. Joe Yeh, actually. Um, he was with us from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Schedule-wise, it was hard to, to work things out. Uh, so we brought John on board, who uh, has so many tricks up his sleeves as far as uh, keys and sounds and sound effects go. So we're really, really lucky to have him. And Joe was willing to come in and continue on with us, and we're really lucky to have him as well. There's a lot of talented keyboardists in the community who have a knack for improvising right along with us and kind of creating the tone that uh, the scene you know, might be missing without that ambient music happening i think we'd also be remiss to not mention chad dutton who helped us out during another one of our runs um he's so lovely yeah so definitely like we've got to give credit where credit is due if it weren't for the keyboardists Mm -hmm. haven't we had jack barrett in as well jack barrett Barrett, did it in the in our first run Mm -hmm. there are a lot of wonderful musicians in minneapolis who do great work with improv and the fact that we have so many, uh, including John, who set up, if you can't see it, and none of you can because it's a podcast, is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, um, he looks like a robot when he plays because he's got this, like, mouth thing. It's a tube in his mouth, and he'll, he can explain it way better than I can. But, but also, <laughs> if you tear away his face, he is actually a robot. That's yeah. yeah. more machine than that, man too. No, that's, <laughs> that's correct. What is that mouth tube thing, John? Uh, so the mouth tube is just another way <laughs> to uh, to get expression because if I hit, uh, you probably won't be able to hear me, but if I hit uh, a, a note on the keyboard on the piano, oh, that's actually strings, which is not what a piano is. <laughs> what? But okay, so if I hit a note on piano, like that's the volume that you get. It's like the the velocity that you attack the note with is the only volume you get. But if like you're playing like strings or something, uh, that's not true. You can start a note soft and get louder. So that like crescendo is being controlled by by my breath, and just with some some other trickery, you can do some other things with it too. Like like one of the tricks I like to have up my sleeve is I might do just piano. Um, for like uh, like the intro verses of a song, but when we get to the chorus, I'll start blowing into the aforementioned mouth tube, and then suddenly, um, it can it can add in like whatever instruments uh, I, I I tell it to. It's so cool. It's actual <laughs> magic. John yeah, is like basically a, a one man orchestra yeah. mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and for me, like it was really important to like to give the music like this like larger than life orchestral feeling because that's what the Schmizny movies do. They don't hold back on on any of that, that orchestration. And like and while uh, theater and improv is is all about extending the imagination, like we don't put on costumes, we don't like dress up the sets, mm-hmm. we leave that to the audience. For me I always feel a little cheated as an audience member when it's just uh, piano sounds or just kind of cheesy keyboard sounds. So I wanted to make like the music sound like like an actual Disney movie. Yeah. And I actually like sat down, like went through soundtracks and like listened to like like what are some of the things they do in Pocahontas? What are some of the things they do in Aladdin? Uh, and then try to recreate that in certain ways to, um, to yeah to bring that to life for for the show. I'm actually really intrigued by by this concept. So John come he's like 
musician cyborg. He comes with <laughs> correct, <laughs> yeah. with extra accoutrement. He's got his laptop and his, his gadgets. Yes. Um, and there's obviously a lot of interplay between the accompanist and the the people singing the songs, performing the improv. Mm-hmm. Can you feel a difference when you have a different keyboardist? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, do, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Talk just talk about that play between I music think, and singing. I think that every keyboardist brings their own flair and their own style to what they do as a musician in general. And because we work with such talented people anyway, they're able to not only bring their own talent into it and and insert their strengths, but they're able to read what we are doing on stage as well and let that filter in. So, I mean, we know the styles may be different that the keyboardists bring, but what they're doing is they are playing off of what we are putting on stage as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's the luxury of improv, especially yeah. with groups who really love each other like we do. Uh, you have this sense of eh. group mind. <laughs> who uh, yeah. tolerate each other like we do. Um, you get a really good sense of group mind, and I definitely feel like we have that with all of our musicians. Um, mm-hmm. They all bring their unique style, um, and it's wonderful because we get used to those, and it's great to play off of. Some of um, our musicians will wait until it seems like you need them to play a song for you. Mm-hmm. They'll let you be more decisive about when it's time to start a song in some of our keyboardists they'll just be like oh well that sounded great to me now you're gonna sing about it and they'll start playing which is Um, kind of fun too because it 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 reminds us it reminds the keyboardists and it reminds the audience that the keyboardist is just as much a part of the show Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. we are and just like if you happen to be an improviser listening, you know that sometimes it is fun to throw your friend under the bus or, you know, <laughs> to to suggest something that your friend does on stage with you. And the keyboardist is able to do that as well. You know, you just said a line that sounds like it could be a song. I'm going to clearly start playing right now in a way that suggests that you should make this moment a song. We do and that to each go, other yeah. oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah. It'll be, tell me about that in song. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we have even said in song when we're feeling a little more meta, but yeah. there's a lot of opportunity to be like, tell me that story, that list of rules you have. Yes. Yeah. What's our plan for taking down the hero in song? Basically. <laughs> You can't do this. You might as well sing about why you can do it. Wow, your yeah. emotions seem really strong right now. Mm-hmm. I bet there's a lot you need to say. I think uh, <laughs> one thing in this particular run, sorry, I'm pivoting a little bit here. We've worked uh, with wonderful director Doug Nethercott, working with him as well as with John. Um, we did a lot of song focus on this run. Mm-hmm. And I think the great thing about this is we figured out all the ins and outs, not all the ins and outs, but a lot of the ins and outs of it and finding a way to start out a song simple and then make it complex. And again, the great thing about John, who is our uh, musicianator, um, (laughs) half man, half machine, all music. He brings a lot with that as well. And we get to play with making, starting out a simple song and then as a group, making it more complex and deep and fun. That's one thing I really enjoy about Rated G because I think 
music and uh, musical styles uh, pop up in a lot of different short form and long form improv groups. Uh, but this is the first group that I've seen or certainly been a part of that like we are like all about the music and like the music's good. I messaged Nathan a couple weeks ago saying there's a song that you sang called uh, It's a Duck's World Out There. Oh my god. It's gosh. been stuck in my head for weeks because it's, it's a good a duck's it's a good song. World it's a great melody and a great there. like form. Uh, and that's never happened to me with like other improvised musicals. And it's not just I'm okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I, I, sorry. That I that, that meant the world to me. I just want to say Hey. Yeah. But it's not just us that the that the songs stick with. I've gotten messages from friends who have brought their children to the show and months later they're singing a song from the show that they saw because it was pertinent to a you know a situation that they were facing at home. You know, mm. a a child that came, oh gosh, it was the pineapple one. Yes, yeah. Yeah. it was. Um, you know, something. One of his toys had had broken, or or something, and he had seen a show where Gregory Parks was a talking pineapple, and it was so beautiful. And there was a point where this pineapple was was, I guess, dying or uh, going bad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's Because that's how a pineapple dies. It spoils. And he sang this beautiful song about how fruit doesn't last, but love does. And this child, months later, sang that song about how, you know, his toy broke. And, you know, the toy didn't last, but love does. And I, it was a really cool thing. And this child was two Wow. Yeah. I, I used to work in children's theater uh, teaching kids social skills and life lessons through theater. And in a very subtle way, that's what we do. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of theater in general is you have this ability to teach kids. Um, and just like a lot of these movies they watch, they have a moral, they have a lesson. That's also what we provide. And I think that's really rad. I also think that on maybe an unconscious level, we're empowering young kiddos who might want to be performers or do something expressive like that one day, because with the exception of a few in the cast, none of us are like professional singers or particularly like trained in Mm. music. Um, Some people in the cast have splendid voices like Kevin, you're, I think you have a beautiful voice thanks i guess i was um, in all state choir i'll take it <laughs> but the rest of us we just we just love singing and making music and i think it's a good message to send to to kids and to anybody adults can take this away too that you don't have to be the world's best singer you can just sing you can perform you can do this it makes you happy and I've never once heard from someone who saw the show like, oh, well, (laughs) you don't have that great of a singing voice, so I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. There's just they're just pleased and impressed that we're making these songs up on the spot and they take away what we want them to take away from the story. Is there any other conscious effort about what message you're putting out? Obviously, when you're focusing towards children, it seems... They're more susceptible to your message, clearly, by that example, especially. I know you keep it an all-ages clean show. Mm-hmm. That's a, definitely a conscious decision. Is there any other things about like what types of stories you tell or how you tell them that you that you consider? 
a lot of our characters, uh, a lot of the hero characters that are, are kind of the protagonists of the show, um, are usually in a place where they they know that they want something or they know that there's something in their life that's missing and so they go on some type of journey to to discover that it, it's kind of stereotypical in a way but for some of these kids it might be the first time that they're seeing a show like this at least a live show like this but we we try to practice the idea where it was in them all along uh that type of situation and the characters that they meet along the way in the story help them discover that fact yeah it's also while we may not have very many parents in the cast we have we have Shanez and we have Aaron and Joe who are all I mean they they have experience with children in their own right in their family but we also have educators in the cast and people who are very familiar with the developmental milestones of children and knowing that and playing to the top of a child's intelligence instead of just thinking, well, I'm playing for a child, so I'm going to play a dumbed down show. We don't, we don't do that because we, we have more of a, we have a broader understanding of children in general. Mm -hmm. All of us obviously are children at heart. Otherwise we would not be doing this show, but we also have an understanding that children get it they can understand really big concepts if you give them the opportunity to and you present it in a way that isn't just ah poop fart <laughs> i'm being funny for a child so i'm dumbing down the content <laughs> it's <Poop fart. laughs> no like we we have really we have hit on really big concepts in a way that children can relate to it and I think that that is something that's really important and unique for this show. And and Aaron's kind of sense, but like even though it's a sh show that kids will love, like it's not like a dumb kitty show. No. Uh, like some of my favorite Schmizny movies, like it's uh, like it works really for all ages. And you know you hear that term all ages, and you assume that just means like dumb kid stuff but it's like entertaining uh for, for the for the adults as well we have plenty of easter eggs in there so oh, to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah well even and like easter eggs is is one thing like when i think about like like a dreamworks movie like let's, if you think about the shrek it's like they make jokes for the kids uh and then they make like jokes for the adults like pop culture references yeah. and i think we're less of that and even more of like like uh like a pixar movie whereas when you watch up and you think about doug the dog Everyone loves Doug the dog. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like for the kids. It wasn't for the adults. It was just really for everyone. And I think Rated G does a good job of being more Pixar than than DreamWorks in that regard. Yeah, we. I mean, we have plenty of audience members who are repeat audience members who are adults who don't have children who decide to come to this show because they are getting something out of it that they don't get out of from another show, which is a really cool thing as well. Mm-hmm. I'm a preschool teacher and I had one of my students, my girls in my class, she and her mother came to see the show the other week and they both just loved it. It was the the mom was very pleased too because it was something she could take her daughter to that she knew was going to be a fun experience and she also really appreciates anything that she can expose her daughter to that isn't going to reinforce this message of like helpless princess or something like that not that we haven't done love stories but we tend to empower our characters a lot more than maybe 
um, other other things have in the past. Yeah, we don't go down that route on purpose all the time. If it happens, it happens. But it's just nice to be part of something that is purposefully trying to give people a positive message to walk away with. All yeah. you know, other improv shows can be whatever. They they might not have that, but for us to have that one goal of we want to make sure that you're walking away with a smile and that you're feeling good and that maybe you learned something. And that was exactly the purpose of Debs and Dust in creating the show. They wanted to create a show that brought some happiness and light into a seemingly dim world right now, especially for the next generation. Seemingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some looks are being exchanged. <laughs> <laughs> Let it linger. So what is uh, the future for Rated G? What are the, the yeah, goals, I guess? <laughs> I know like right now it's yeah. I've, it's been produced a few times we at Huge, yes. and they, they they give it its own time slot, so it can be before the regular shows. Yep. Uh, and we've played around with the time uh, and learned very quickly that we are not going to please everybody as far mm-hmm. as the time goes. Being that this is a show that does have people in it who understand the developmental levels of children, it's really hard to come up with a time that works for everyone. Mm. We started with a 6.30 run. We then, and that was last March and April. We then in October and November did a run at four o'clock on Saturdays. And then we are currently in a March and April run of doing six o'clock shows on Saturdays. And we found that it's hard to find the perfect time because not every family has the same schedule for their children as far as dinner, naps, and bedtime goes. Mm. Uh, So we are doing the best that we can as far as that goes. As far as future runs, we are hoping and uh, continuing to work to have this be a recurring show in the not-so-distant future, in June, we are a part of the Twin Cities Improv Festival uh, for the second year in a row, which Ooh-hoo. is really awesome yeah. that we can showcase such a, a fun and unique show within a grouping of hand-selected shows that, that are, are being praised for being so wonderful. So I didn't yeah. perform in the last TCIF, but I, I came to watch, and I just want to reiterate how proud I was of everybody. Yeah, it was such, such a, good a good show. show. It was one of my favorites that mm-hmm. we did. And we've also, I think we've challenged ourselves a little bit, too. Uh, we recently did the Improvathon um, a few yeah. months back, and we took our 45-minute show and somehow condensed it into a 20-minute show, yes. uh, <laughs> which is, it, it's hard, and it was definitely a challenge, but, you know, being able to explore that, and seeing, you know, we can make this work is a great feeling. And I know that that's what Debs and Dustin wanted to. They wanted to see this be something that kind of stood the test of time. And I honestly, I don't see it going away because there's always going to be children. There's always going to be families that... Need well, it a, depends on how bleak this future is. <laughs> is it like children of men bleak? Because then we just don't have kids anymore. I don't know. The way we're talking about Debs I, and Dustin, it's like they've died. No, 
Has someone oh, talked to them recently? Them. France is not uh, a good alternative. Are they okay? Stop. I do this because France, this is their baby. <laughs> I want to make sure that we are nourishing and caring for this show the way that they they want what they would have be. wanted yeah. oh boy Goodness Debs and Dustin I love you so much and I'm trying so hard but you see what I have to work with yeah, since they've moved on uh, into the next life oh, uh, they went to the farm up north overseas he had to go to that farm up north yeah. you know <laughs> So the show's going to continue as long as we can. <laughs> the cast might be different next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that's really awkward because I was just going to praise how phenomenal the cast is. But uh, Looks like we're going to have a production meeting right after this. <laughs> oh. And now we come to that uh, standard section of the interview. That oh, happens the one that you always do? In every show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for Keyboard Corner. It's my favorite part of every next of that. It's time for Keyboard, keyboard Corner! It's Keyboard Corner! In my brain, that was going to sound like, like reading Rainbow, and then it didn't. Mm. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I'm not going anywhere near that copyrighted uh, information. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those guys that are, are, they're ruthless. All right, Walt Disney presents the Keyboard Corner by LeVar Burton. Don't take my word for it. For those of you that uh, that don't know how Keyboard Corner works, which how could you not? I mean, it's a staple. It happens in every show. Classic. What we're going to do for Keyboard Corner is the lovely John Hilson is going to play a little snippet of, a, of, of music. And that is going to be the question. You yeah. have to interpret the little snippet of music however you want and answer that question. Oh, my gosh. Cool. No, that's perfect. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Why, yes, I'd love to sit on this park bench with you and take in the scenery with you. We'd have a pleasant time on this park bench, and afterwards we'll hold hands. I didn't realize I didn't, we were singing exactly our responses. Know. I thought I was just going to talk the, the response, too. but I'll oh, sing it. Yeah, that's a rare that's a rare instance. It happens every now and then where we get a full song out of keyboard chords. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be a quick snippet. Nope, nope. But I understand yeah. because Kevin's question was very long, mm-hmm. so I feel like it was answered yeah. very well. Very, very, very long question. It was like multi paragraphs. Just had to be sung. Yeah, absolutely. It begged a song. Time for me to disappoint. (laughs) (laughs) So when I played Majora's Mask, uh, I could never actually beat the fourth area. And so I always had to have my dad do it. 
just what is, I, is this Majora's Zelda? Mask is a video game uh-huh. for the N64, and it just kind of creeped me out. Just because there was like zombies and ghosts, and it was just like kind of this wasteland. And I was 10, and I had like this latent fear that like if I played this, they would like come out of the game and haunt me. So I made my dad do it. How do you know they didn't? I don't. So I live in constant fear. So hmm. wait, why were you okay with them attacking your dad? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, have you met Philip's dad? <laughs> I haven't, but I've been told that he can kick any video game characters patoot from here to Sandusky. All right, bring it. That was a good question, though. Yeah, great question. I get this one a lot. I've never been a part of an all-chipmunk band. Would you like to be? I would absolutely love to be. Um, Me, I want a hula hoop has been my answer to what I want for Christmas since I was able to speak. Gosh, why won't your your family get you a hula I know it's really not expensive or excessive in the least um still waiting on a replacement hula hoop for my brother who broke the one that I had and that's been about 20 years so yours is just a half circle now you can't even use it me I want a hula hoop but I understand why you'd ask that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the uh, the album that influenced me the most in my life was, uh, oh gosh, that's a good question. Uh, it's got to be Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. Uh, I obsessively searched for it for two years, and you cannot find that anywhere. So I ended up spending like $40 on it um, on eBay, listened to it all the way through. Then a couple years ago, I was in Duluth, found it for $3 in a record bin. And I went up to the, the clerk and I said, do you know what you have here? And he was like, yeah, it'll probably be gone by tomorrow anyways. And I, I didn't buy it because I already have two copies. But yeah, Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks is my most influential album. You're so edgy. Right? Okay, so I usually don't talk about this in public, but... The first nightmare that I had was uh, it did have to do with a certain thing that is associated with circuses that most people who know me uh, know well. I'm talking about clowns. Mm. Oh, God, I hate you so much. Uh, It is uh, that was the first nightmare that I ever had. Because, oh God. <laughs> I thought the question was over. It's turned into Pee Wee's um, Big Adventure all of a sudden. So, you had to know he that's, would do that. That's, uh, that would be the first, the first nightmare I ever had. Thank you for asking and helping me to relive that experience. Uh, uh, Shram, do you want to sing a, a song about. Oh Being gosh, that was the scariest song that you have ever sang. Phil's particularly great at singing creepy songs. We have a video of it on our Facebook page. To clarify, why we... creepy songs? Like that was just one creepy song I sang. I don't for, know. For it's... the listener, um, we in a rehearsal 
Phil was given a villain song, I believe. Um, and John did it in the theme of uh, Clowns at the Circus. And Luckily, I was not at that rehearsal. Yes, Aaron has a debilitating Much to our disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was creepy and wonderful. Uh, sorry. I'll shut up now. Thank you for those cool. questions, though. They were really good. Uh, does Philip get one as well? Mm. Oh, I, I already, like, I I already like did a, one. No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking uh, about, about Pilip. Oh, Pilip. I feel like he should get one. Oh, sure. I mean, we always do for Keyboard Corner, so. Right. Yeah. Always. I do think that Big is a better movie than 13 Going on 30. Agreed. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that has been Keyboard Corner. <laughs> Are you ready to do the improv? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Hey, Philip. In order to uh, play our form, we are going to need a title of a story that has never been told, sung, or seen before. Oh. Okay. Something whimsical. Mm-hmm. Can I say that my least favorite thing is giving suggestions? Good. You can, Good. but it won't make a difference. Uh, we still need one. Still need it. Something whimsical. Something that, that child Philip would love to see. That yeah. may be less violent. <laughs> Great assumptions. Uh-huh. The lighthouse. Oh. Uh, on the prairie. Oh. oh. oh that's not typically where a lighthouse is. Okay. All right. Rated G presents... The The Lighthouse lighthouse. on the Prairie. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. I suppose you're wondering what an old fellow like me is doing here in a lighthouse on a prairie. Well, it wasn't always like this, you see. Long ago, there used to be beautiful seas that ran out in rocks on which the waves would crash. Until one day, all that changed. You see, we lived in the happy town of Town by the Sea. And then one day, an evil, evil sorceress dried up all the water. All the sand <laughs> and demolished all the rocks <laughs> until all that remained was a prairie and the lighthouse that used to be the guiding lights for ships. And now we sit and wait for a hero to come and bring back that ocean which we once loved so much. Oh, what a tiresome day it's been. I've planted my seeds, and still nothing's going to grow. I know it. Beep, boop, boop. Yes, yes, Artan. It's that time of year again. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Yeah, I know. We plant the seeds, and... We wait to see if it rains, and if it does, then we get crops this year. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not planning on it, but I might. You know, I'm, I'm not that hungry. Boop, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> oh, God. You're just so, so funny. Come on, let's get home.
Beep boop. Everything has a purpose. Everything needs someone. Oh, hi, John. Hi. Everyone wants to be loved and appreciated. Good to see you there. <laughs> Good to see you, Mr. Jenkins. Everyone just wants help. Everything. Oh, lovely day. Yes, it is, Tommy. Everything has a purpose. May the dust stay out of your mouth. Thank you, Reverend. Everything has a purpose. Dad! 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 Oh, come here, come here, Darla. I'm so happy that you're back from the farm. I invented this brand new thing when you were gone. Kevin, can I show it to you? Yeah, what is it? It looks like it's complicated. Well, I call it a west side thingy-mabobber. West side thingy-mabobber? Yeah, it can tell you what direction you're not going. Wow, so it's like the opposite of a compass. Yeah. Interesting. Well, if I point it in this direction, it looks like it says, go the other way. Yeah, it says it a lot. <laughs> oh, wow, Darla. You're so, so smart. You're much smarter than I was at your age. Hey, Dad? Yeah? I know that you have to go to the farm and try to plant seeds that you say are never going to grow a lot, but gosh, if I don't miss you back home. That's sweet. Since I, Mom died. I miss you too. Uh, but we got to make something of this land, you know? We, we got to try. If, if the wheat grows and we have a good year like we did a couple years back, then we could actually make a profit. Dad, why don't we just move? Because this is our this is our home. I mean, this is our this is our namesake. You know? This is the John Fathom Farm. Where if you fathom it, it comes true. That's what my parents told me, and their parents told them, and those parents told them and and I think that we have a chance here I really do because it's not an ocean anymore dad yeah move on I know you're sad I know you're hurting it's not even deep inside I can see it and it's alarming I'm only eight but I know that life sometimes unfair but we can go somewhere somewhere new somewhere free somewhere different just you and me I swear it will be good if you try please just try we'll find a new neighborhood what do you think, Dad? Just move on to something different. Just move on to the next thing. Just move on. Just move on. Give up all you've started. It's okay. Just move on. Just move on. 
I don't know, Darla. I, I feel like there's so much history here. John, 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 John. Yeah. John, I've been looking all over town for you. Well, what's going on? Something incredible has happened. What's to tell me more, Randall? The lighthouse is on. What? What? That's right. No one's been in there for years. We thought it was completely broken, but just this morning, the light, it's turned on and it's been spinning. No, the, the lighthouse on top of the rocks, the only lighthouse in town? That's right. In the middle of the prairie. Oh, that can't be a good sign. We need you, John. Dad? You're the only one. Darla, I gotta go. I, I gotta check I, this out. Okay. Will you at least t- take the west side thingy-mabobber? Yes, I'll take the west side thing with Bobber, and, and if anything goes sour, it'll point me where to go, or where not to go. Okay, Dad, just be careful. Oh, it's been years since I've been up here. Oh, yes, madam. <laughs> oh, flotsam, jetsam. Oh, yes, madam. Yes, madam. It is good to be back where I can cast light on such dry, dry land. (laughs) (laughs) You do know that whatever my light touches is mine. Yes, madam. Yes, yes. As the light spins round... And round, and round, the circumference and area of the land by which it is lit is mine. And there will, of course, be no water. No water, water, Maxoford. You will make sure there is no water. Yes, madam, yes. Oh, H2O. You know what would happen if I came in contact with water, flotsam, jetsam. Yes, madam. Yes, madam. You would melt like all of us. Don't say it. Well, it's just that the the, the water touched you. You would would start to melt. And then you would disintegrate. <gasps> Sorry, Madam Wexelford. As if you were entirely made of sugar, Madam, you would just start to de- oh, seep into piles. Like a cool sweet tea. As a, <clears throat> oh, I do like when you agree with me, and I will make sure that you can't be heard if you don't. <laughs> because you see. <sighs> I am right, I am always right, and I will shine all the light. No place will have any water, cause it's mine. I grew up not having anything, and now that I'm bigger, I'll have everything. Let the light shine on. Let the light shine on. Light shine on. Let the light shine on. Let the light shine on. I will not sleep until all the water is gone. 
just replaced this bulb you'll see that there's more distance that the light shines on you too will make sure that there is no sort of water in the new areas that the light touches and then you shall return to me and tell me how beautiful I am. <laughs> Thank you so yes, much. Yes, madam. I'm so, so beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> now go. Yes. 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 Oh, Artan. Yep. I'm just getting so exhausted. It's a long trek to the lighthouse. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop. Yeah, yeah, you can carry me for a while. But as long as it doesn't hurt your gears. Okay, you got it. Here I go. You're doing a really good job. I'm surprised. I think I packed on a few pounds. Oh, 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 okay, I'll hop off. Sorry, Artan. Sorry, Artan. That just was a. A false uh, assumption on my part. That's okay, though. That's okay, though. Look! We're almost there. It's the lighthouse. Randall was right. That light is shining brighter than I've ever seen before. You know, the legend says that when that light comes back on, we're only one night away from the ocean returning to this land. I know. But... I don't know how we're gonna make it happen. You think it has something to do with the trinket that Darla gave me? It's worth a shot, I guess. Come on, let's head up there. Ooh, it's such a long staircase. I hope my vertigo doesn't kick in. All right. Let's just take it step by step, one at a time. Tuxum, do you see what I see? An intruder. The mistress doesn't like intruders. We must stop them. Yes. Alright, let's do the, the roundabout sneak attack. One, two, three. Attack! Monsters! Artan, do something! I'll chase it! I'm getting away. Who are you? I demand you identify yourself. I am Madam Wexelfords. No, oh, I've said too much. I've said too much. Madam Wexelford? What? Who said something about Madam Wexelford? You be quiet You now. did. You said something about Madam uh, Wexelford. I said nothing of the sort. She's here? You're putting words in my mouth. She's alive? What? Madam Wexelford is the reason that the ocean is no longer here. Oh, that's... I think I'm getting close. No. Back away, no. you! Back away! Okay. Arton? Arton? Oh, I just gotta keep going. I'm all alone now. I'm 
myself. Man, I'm Axel Ford. Man, I'm Axel Ford. There's yeah. an intruder. There's oh, a... uh, I'm sorry. I believe that when I sent you out, the first thing you were to do was to make sure there was no water. The second thing you were to do was to come back and tell me how beautiful you are in there we go you are impeccably beautiful yes this mirror is a bit dirty but i do say <laughs> yes there she is <laughs> you look at you <sighs> now about the water situation oh uh, yes well um you see i uh, where's where's flotsam oh i he didn't go chasing after an intruder he's out catching a breath of fresh air while contemplating your beauty which is quite lovely Jetson? yes we've been working together for oh what 100 200 years now mm, that sounds about right now i know something about you when you lie, you talk faster, your words end up not making much sense at all, and you always go back to the default of reminding me exactly how beautiful I am in as many ways as you can. Why, that's not true. I flick a slot button, and you are a button on the Prince of Time, so beautiful, madam. What is going on? Doom, doom, doom. Oh, boy. If that is not flotsam, you are going to have some real explaining to do, Jetsam. Please be flotsam, please be flotsam, please be flotsam. Dung, dung, dung. Enter. So if I just connect this part here to that part there. Oh, 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 but I need extra coils for this. Arton? Arton, what is it? No! No! But where is he? The lighthouse? Does he have the west side thingy-mabobber? No? You have it! Okay, well, we're gonna need it. Hold on, let me get my bag of things. Oh! You've made a mistake, metal beast. I've got you trapped in this small farmer's hovel now. Oh, a girl, a little girl. What are you? I'm a flotsam. What's a flotsam? I am the guardian and keeper of things dry. I am here to extinguish all liquids. Well, Give me your canteen! Hey, hey, hey! You know what? It doesn't even matter. Because this invention that I was just working on, it can convert the moisture in the air into actual water. My madam will be displeased. You can't control actual humidity, can you? Give me that contraption. No! Come! No! Let go of me! Bet you didn't see that coming. This machine can make things tie things to each other. And it's now a... you're tied to a thing. Uh, don't laugh at me, metal beast. We need to bring him with us, Arton. He might know something that's useful. Can you show me the way back to the lighthouse, back to Dad? All right. You can't Let's leave go. me here. We're not. We're taking uh, you with us. Uh, 
My madam will be displeased. Off I go to find my dad. Oh no, that's not Fluxum, that's bad news, bad news. Madam Wexler. So we meet at last. Ah, you. I am John Fathom, farmer of this prairie, and I'm here to kick you out of this lighthouse. And now you're in my mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Very smart you are, madam. Very smart, very beautiful. Oh, you are a funny one, Mr. Fathom. I feel so flat. To walk up. The 300 steps to the top of my lighthouse and to tell me that I'm the one doing wrong. (laughs) You'll never get away with this. Oh, it appears that I already have. (laughs) (laughs) One step, two step. One step, two step. I can do this. There's a lot of stairs. I know, but it's a good thing that I have you with me. <sighs> you're making a mistake. You don't know what you're getting into. It's too much for a little girl like you. Hey, there's a lot of things that I've been told would be too much for a little girl like me. But I've dealt with them and I can deal with you. With the help of my friend Arton. What you don't understand is that my dad is the only family that I have left, and I'm going to do anything it takes to keep him safe, even if I am just a little girl. Don't underestimate me. I'm so much more, more than I appear. That is why I find myself climbing all the way up here. I am so much more. Don't you underestimate me. (sighs) You can debate me, degrade me, and I will still come back stronger than I was before. Right, Arton? I know with all I have learned, I can do it. I'll go through with it. I am so much more. I am so much more. So much more than what you might suspect or what you thought before. I am so much more. <laughs> so much more than you'd expect. I am so much more. So much more. <laughs> and this town is gonna get wrecked. <laughs> There'll be no water and you will not survive. Oh, please let me go. Tell me, is there anyone else that is alive? Cause I am so much more. So much more. More than you'll ever know. I am so much more. So I am so much, much more. more. So much more than you know. I will knock on this.
restore I'll find them I'll make them my prisoner One, two, you one, are two for, And this will be my land <laughs> This will be your land What no more H-U-O More like H-2-No There will be no more Question Is there someone else? I think there is, madam. And I think that sound is them. Who? What is that? The bravest person I know. It's a child, madam. Dad! Darla! What are you doing in a mirror? She cast me in here. What? That's not very fair. Machine in the mirror. Fluxum! What did they do to you? Man, they've tied me to this machine. No, not my Fluxum. They say it can do wondrous things, madam. Destroy the machine. Destroy the machine. And give me back my Fluxum. Now, little girl. My name is Darla. Yes, little girl. What is it exactly that you think that you can do with your little hands and your little body and your little brain to stop me? My brain isn't little. Well, it belongs in your little head, so I imagine it is little. Maybe in size, but my mind is big and I can use it. Well, my powers are great and mighty and I use them all the time. What is your plan? Artan! The West Side Thingamabobber, it's still in your pocket. Activate it now. It points you in the direction that you're not supposed to be going, what? which means that if you're somewhere you're not supposed to be, it can take you what? from there. What? They're coming out of the mirror, madam. It's working, the mirror. It's working, Darla. What is happening? Which means no. that we can have proper irrigation and grow crops the way we were supposed to. No, 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 no. There cannot be water. Even in this mirror, I can't be seen. From in three, water. two, one. And you... You can stay trapped inside that mirror forever. <gasps> oh. Dad? Darla. Are you okay? <gasps> I think I might have broken a bone or two, but I'm okay. Artan? Boop. Did I build you sufficiently water resistant enough that you're okay too? Boop, boop. Oh, good. Oh, look. The prairie's filling with water. <sighs> wow. I it's, guess. It's so beautiful from up here. Maybe we don't have to move after all. And it's all because of you, Darla. And it's all because of you, Dad. Because you had hope that we should stay where we, where our family is. Well, we can, we can move on in our minds. Yeah. Don't move on. Not in the physical sense, but made me move on with your emotional baggage 
don't move on from one physical place to another just move on from whatever is bringing you down and i know if i have you and are done as well then everything in my life will be just fine no no it's gonna be swell and someday you'll be running the farm and providing all of the wheat for the town someday all this land that touches the water will be yours safe and sound don't move on unless you have to Don't move on unless you have to. Don't move on unless you have to. Don't move on without me. I love you, Dad. Love you too. And that has been rated G. Yay! Yay. So fun. That was fantastic, you guys. And your music is uh, amazing. John, you're so good. It was so beeping good. <laughs> <laughs> where can you? Where can uh, listeners find out more about Rated G and upcoming shows? Uh, well, Rated G has our own Facebook page. So if you look up Rated G Improv on Facebook, uh, you will find our page. Please like it and follow us so you can keep track of when our next run is going to be. We still are uh, have one more show left in this current run. It is at 6 p.m. on Saturday, April 29th. Uh, it is $7 for adults, $5 for children. Uh, you can buy tickets online in advance at hugetheater.com, or you can just show up and buy tickets at the door as well. Other than that, um, as we had said earlier, uh, we will be featured in TCIF, the Twin Cities Improv Festival, in June. I believe that goes June 21st through the 25th. Um, the schedule and the times for each of the, the acts will be uh, put up, I think, in the next couple months or, or in the next month, probably. probably. Yeah, we don't have um, a couple months. So, yeah, look for that. And all of that information uh, will be posted, I'm sure, on the hugetheater.com website, as well as us advertising for that show as well on our Facebook page. We are also active on Twitter as well. So follow us at Rated G Improv. That same night on the 29th, uh, you can see Rated G at 6 o'clock. Correct. And then that evening at 10 o'clock, why don't you head over to Bryant Lake Bowl for the next local music scene show. Uh, we're actually doing a fundraiser. The guest is Dave Dvorak. Uh, he has an album produced, and all the proceeds go to Boat Refugee Foundation. Oh, wow. And so all the proceeds from that show will also be donated wow, uh, to that organization. Awesome. Uh, so you can have a whole night of music and improv Yay. on uh, Saturday, April 29th. You can send us an email, nextatbatpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on facebook.com slash nextatbat. And check us and other amazing podcasts out on noisepicnic.com. Find us on iTunes, rate and review. And join us next week when we'll have another Groupon. Who I don't know who that will be at this point. Is there a Groupon Wait, what's for the Groupon it? For? What's the Groupon? <laughs> Is it like a two? Is it like a massage? Yeah. Is it 20% off next podcast? It's 100% Massage off and all, sushi. all podcasts. They're all free. Oh. Sushi is extra. Okay, fair. So join us next week, and until then, as always, don't move on. 
Unless you have to. <laughs> Yay. <laughs>